Hello, all my beautiful people. It is time once again for another amazing episode of If You Give a Data Podcast. Welcome to this special Thursday edition of this episode, and I am very excited that you're here. I hope that you enjoyed the episode that I dropped on Monday with Joe Helms, but today we're here to talk with Judy Azul. She is a wrestler out of the Missouri area, and I am very excited to have her on the show today. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode. She is actually my first female wrestling guest that I've had on here, and I'm very excited to talk with her, and I hope that you guys are excited to hear this episode. And for those of you who are here just to listen to the Judy Azul episode, welcome. I hope that you enjoy what you hear, and I hope that you stick around and listen to some of the other great episodes we have here as well. So, if you are as excited as I am, then let's get this show on the road. If you give a dad a podcast. Hey dad. So where did you actually train at? I made a really good career out of being able to bump, sell, and I had a punch me face. I wasn't about to call you dad, so. (laughs) Seriously? I felt like I was in an anime or something. People get really mad at those videos for some reason. Like it triggers certain people. Yeah. Wow. I was actually lost as an independent, and I was taken in by a traveling group of independent wrestlers. <laughs> I love it. I'm excited for this one. Bro. You get punched in the face all the daily. Do you always do these interviews with your shirt off? <laughs> what? Man, this guy won't shut up. All right, everybody. So today I have with me a wrestler that is uh, based out of Missouri, but is originally from the California area. I actually got to see her perform in West Fork for the first time. And as soon as my daughter saw her, she was like, that girl's cool. And so now she is one of my daughter's favorite uh, female wrestlers. And I am very excited to have on Judy Azul with me. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. Thank you for asking. How about yourself? Doing good. Doing good. You know, just, uh, Got the family settled down, and now I'm doing this, and I'm excited to talk with you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it, too. All right, so we'll kind of just jump right into it. Um, so, I, I, like I said before, I got to see you in uh, West Fork for the first time, and uh, you know, I got to mm-hmm. see your interaction with um, Burt Cameron in the ring. They actually put you in a match with him during that uh, first show that I got to see you. <laughs> And everything. So one of the first things that catches the eye, though, is I love the color of your hair. That is my favorite that like by far that is my favorite color blue. So as soon as you walk out, it grabs your attention, you know, and I know that that's probably the reason, you know, what you do with that, because, you know, you're trying to grab people's attention. But I just wanted to tell you, I absolutely love the blue. That is awesome. Yeah, thank you. It was actually an accident. I never intended to actually be blue. I had it blue before I started wrestling. Uh-huh. Um, so it kind of just worked out and tied into what I'm doing now. And it's going to stick because, you know, I can't really be a different hair color as Judy is fool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, it works out good, you know. And, uh... <laughs> yes, yes. So what would you say is one of your earliest memories in wrestling? Oh, um, I don't know. I, I don't really, um, I kind of tripped into wrestling, so I haven't been in the wrestling world for a while or for, you know, a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I used to watch it like when I was a kid, like I would sneak watch it because my mom thought it was, you know, like inappropriate or whatever, Ah. you know, men running around in their underwear and girls (laughs) running around the same thing. Um, she just wasn't a fan of it, so I would like sneak watch it. I only know a few wrestlers from like back then, but other than that, my I guess um, experience with wrestling is just as new as I am to the wrestling world. So okay, so you said that you kind of fell into this on uh, accident almost. So how did you actually get into wrestling then? Well, I back in May I was going on. Um, I had this five day camping trip planned out, a solo trip. I used to go camping by myself all the time. Um, Took five days off work. Well, I saved some money. And then my friend um, told me she needed a plane ticket to get uh, where she needed to go. So without hesitation, I, you know, gave her what she needed. And I was like, well, I don't have to go on this trip. Um, So let's just kind of figure out something to do for the weekend. And the 
the bar that I was working at, the DJ, actually, um, he was, uh, he is a wrestler, Mr. Fitness too. Um, okay. And so I've known him for some years and he was like, I'm going to be going to um, Harrington, Kansas. I have a show out there. It was about an hour away. So I was like, okay, this is Friday. I can do that. Um, might as well. I have nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. So I went, I was intrigued. And then I got into the car the next morning to go to Nebraska with him to a couple other shows. And um, after the first night, we were sitting all hanging out in the hotel room, just, you know, eating a little bit, drinking a little bit. And the Liquid Courage came out and I just asked, I was like, how do I get involved? Um, Which, of course, they looked at me like I was crazy when I asked (laughs) because I made that's probably the last thing they expected. This, you know, random girl came to um, just come along for the ride and now I'm um, excited about it uh, excited to figure out more about the business and everything and um, yeah I kind of ran with it the next Tuesday they had training um, it was three and a half hours away and I decided you know what I've been off Tuesdays and Thursdays for the past two years and that's the days that they trained on so for four and a half months I made the commute um, oh, until wow. I moved twice a week to um, pursue this mm-hmm. And I haven't looked back since, so it, it's uh, definitely something that's got a, got me wrapped around its finger. That's awesome. I mean, it seems like you're right at home doing this. You know, I've been kind of keeping up with everything that you're doing uh, just since I, I since I just found you. I think it was when was that show? Was it in October? I believe is when the the West Fork Four was October eighth. Okay, so that was the first time I, I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about you or Bert or any people from, you know, up in that area at the time, really. And so, you know, I, I was really excited to see some uh, some new talent at the show that I was going to. So whenever I saw you come out, you were actually the first uh, female wrestler that I had seen um, before that, because all the other shows I okay. went to, they didn't have any. So I was very excited about that. And when I saw the poster that, you know, that there was going to be a match like that, I told my daughter and I was like, you know, you'll actually get to see some, uh, female wrestling this time. And she was very excited about it. Cause she, you know, I mean, it, it's always uh, little girls love seeing that kind of stuff as well. You know, they want to be a part of the show. Right. So it was very nice to be able to see you come out and see her face light up whenever you uh, did come out there. Yeah, no, it's, um, that's one of my favorite things about, um, you know, being a female wrestler is the, the face that, um, the reaction that I see from the young, especially young girls, um, just of excitement and like yeah. almost like inspiration. Um, and that's something that I hold close to my heart because it's, it's kind of cool um, being different than your normal, you know, I guess, typical female adult. Um, right. I stand out. I, you know, I'm just, I express myself the way I do and mm-hmm. um, being an inspiration for that for the, for the young girls is something that I didn't anticipate being one of my favorite things, you know, when I yeah. stepped into wrestling. Right. But that, that match was actually my third match. Um, oh, really? Okay. That you had saw. So that was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was uh, definitely something new for me too. Um, I hadn't worked a male and it just mm-hmm. so happened that the way the cards fell, it, um, we had the story and we ran with it. So that was kind of, that was a fun, that was a fun show. It was. Yeah. So you said that your mom didn't like you watching wrestling and things like that when you were a kid. How does she feel about you doing this now? Oh, she thought I was absolutely crazy uh, <laughs> when I told her um, what I was doing. Cause you know, I've been notorious for I have ADHD, you know, and I mm-hmm. pick up something and I stick with it and then I master it and then I forget about it. <laughs> um, so that's what she thought this was. She's like, okay, like, yeah, sure. Like we'll see how long this lasts. But um, growing up for 17 years of my life, I, I played college or I played softball. Okay. Um, so once that ended, I realized I don't really know how to not be an athlete and like, mm-hmm. you know, not have training and not, um, you know, be working towards something, working towards a goal consistently and um, whatnot. So when this opportunity came around, it was like, I, I feel like I have a place again, like, Right. I'm working, um, you know, I'm working out and it's going towards a purpose or a goal, you know, in mind and whatnot. So it really just, um, once she saw that side come back out, I think she realized that, you know, this is something that is good for me and um, is my outlet and my escape, um, like softball used to be 
yeah. um, at one point in time for me. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, we all need something yeah. like that. You got to have that outlet, you know, if you don't, then you, mm-hmm. you, you lose passion and stuff. And uh, so finding something that mm-hmm. you can be passionate about, I am a firm believer in that. Yes. Yes. So um, I'm very grateful to have a sport as an adult. Cause a lot of, a, a lot of, you know, retired athletes don't have that opportunity. Right. So, um, what position it. did you play in softball? Um, I was primarily an outfielder. I had a good arm um, until I heard it back in my sophomore year of college, but um, mm. it was an injury that just, I decided to change positions because it realistically, if I kept, if I kept using the arm where I was using it because I threw a sidearm, it was just messing it up. Ah. Um, that I, it could have resulted in something, you know, worse. Right. So then they put me into first base, which was great. I mean, I could catch a ball, and I, um, I was a hitter. I was a power hitter, so that was something that was about um, a value to the team. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Well, fielders are a dime a dozen. Um, if you can hit, then we're going to get you in the lineup." And first base was the position that I was thrown into, and I finished my uh, career with that. So. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I, I grew up around a lot of uh, girls that were in softball and stuff like that. So, you know, I, it's a sport that I actually, I still enjoy watching, you know, I'm a baseball guy, but I also like watching mm-hmm. softball and stuff. So yeah. Um, it's a, uh, it's one of those things. It doesn't get out of your blood though, you know? So uh, have you thought about maybe taking mm-hmm. up like a, uh, like a local league or anything like that in the future? Every time I play slow pitch, um, I tend to hurt myself. Like oh, no. random things that happen. So I'm kind of like, <laughs> I'm good. There was one time I was running from second to third, and um, it was a co-ed slow pitch league, and um, I tried. Uh, the ball was coming right at me, and I tried dodging it. It hit me right in the kneecap, and it was just like, okay, well, that was a man <laughs> that hit that. So it was super hard. Oh no! <laughs> and. Uh, then there's another time I was playing outfield and I ran and I pulled my hamstring and I was like, you know, I feel like slow base just isn't in the cards for me. Yeah. Um, uh, it, just bad luck with that. So I've, I've, I haven't really got back around to trying I, to uh, pursue that because it just doesn't seem like it's a good idea. <laughs> I totally get that. It almost seems like uh, uh universe is telling me, <laughs> no, this isn't for you anymore. It's time to move on. So. <laughs> And I'm pretty good at taking the hint, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So I've noticed that um, in mid-states wrestling, because you've been wrestling there quite a bit here recently, um, Mm -hmm. you've developed more. Have you fully turned heel in mid-states? Yes, so I am heel for mid-states. Okay. And it is definitely... um, a challenge uh-huh. uh, at times because you know i'm i'm a very bubbly person and uh like naturally so switching that and flipping that around um is new but right. i'm getting i'm kind of getting the hang of it so yeah. that's kind of a um a goal of mine was to be able to flip that switch when it comes to um you know being a heel for shows and whatnot right so would you say that you're enjoying being a heel more or, would, or did you enjoy being a face more Oh, I love being a face. <laughs> um, it's just, like I said, it's like, it's it's me amplified, um, you know, by 10. And that's one thing. It I can amplify my personality, absolutely. But switching it to like being like this mean, like nasty, um, this nasty persona is, uh, it's foreign. So that's, um, it looks like a challenge, which is not, which is not a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. So who would you say is one of your inspirations uh, for the character that you've built? Um, like as far as like a wrestler, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> when I tell you I am new to the business, I am new. Um, the people I train with, they always, you know, make jokes about like, Oh yeah, Judy doesn't know who that is or whatever. Um, <laughs> because I am a blank slate. I am, um i don't there's no specific wrestler that i'm mimicking that i watched growing up and trying to be Mm -hmm. um it's all just kind of authentic and i think that's one of the cool things about me as um as a wrestler is it is what you see is what you get i'm not 
Um, there's nobody that is necessarily inspiring the character that I'm working towards building. Well, I mean, to me, I feel like that can be a very good thing because, you know, then you can come up with something that, I mean, there's a ton of people who pattern their characters after wrestlers that have already been. And uh, when it comes to, when it comes to you, you don't have that mimicry in the back of your head because you don't have those people that you're trying to replicate. So, I mean, I feel like that could be a good thing. It can be a very unique character that you bring out with uh, having that clean slate like that. Yes. And of course, you know, um, I am a complete open book when it comes to people or wrestlers that like my trainer recommends or people that, you know, or have been in the business for a while that recommend I watch and stuff. And I'm taking that and I'm looking for more so, you know, skill wise and um, just the fundamentals of things versus, you know, um, looking to take ideas and make them my own. Um, In all reality, I, the athletic side of me is, you know, um, being challenged and intrigued by becoming the best I can fundamentally and um, just with like that, that knowledge of the athletic side. Mm -hmm. Um, Because for softball, I, you know, I was team captain and whatnot, and I was very knowledgeable about the sport. So I was able to lead by example, but I was able to help guide my teammates if they were struggling or, um, you know, had questions about things. This is something that I'm not, that's not me in this world. Um, yeah. So the way I try to help out and whatnot is by being like, let's go. Like, you know, we can push ourselves and whatnot, but that's about um, as far as it goes currently, because I'm learning as I go too. Right. Yeah. So would you say you're a naturally competitive person when it comes to all the people that you are training with? Um, yes. Uh, I've always been competitive. Um you know, having, having been surrounded by sports my whole life, it's something that's almost second major. Right. And when it comes to like training, I, I'm not shy to push myself to, um, you know, my max, my maximum limit. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I will get blown up and I will enjoy it. And like, you know, to me, yes, it sucks in that moment, but I know that if I can't breathe because I've pushed myself, you know, I'm, I'm working hard and, I'm getting better and right. I'm getting in better shape and everything like that. So when it comes to being competitive, especially in this sport, I mean, it's a different type of competitive. It's a competitive that I want to push not only myself, but those around me to motivate them to become the best they can be too. Right. So I know that wrestling is a very, um, I guess cardio heavy would be a good way to put it. You know, there's lots of running, and, you know, people get blown up really easy in the ring, especially if they haven't done it very oh, much. Yeah. So how was the transition from going to, because like you said, you have an athletic background because you did play softball and things like that. How difficult was it to switch over from the softball side of things to the more card, I guess the more cardio side would be a good way to put it, um, getting into the ring? Well, I mean, my coaches in, in um, college, they really pushed us like, as far as beyond just, you know, conditioning for softball, it was conditioning, you know, just in general for overall health and stuff. So mm-hmm. in the back of my head, whenever I'm training for wrestling, uh, one of the things my coaches used to say, um, when we'd be training and dying, you know, and gas and just out of breath, she'd be, she'd be yelling, no one's working harder than us. Um, right. Push it. You got one more in you, you know, you do. So that's something that plays in the back of my head. It's like embedded yeah. um, almost, but the, the cardio, the cardio for wrestling is a whole different ball game. Um, <laughs> I had a rude awakening. You know, I had been going to the gym. You know, I have always, you know, been consistent with that for the most part. And being in shape versus thinking that I was in shape and jumping into the ring is just, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I still get blown up pretty pretty good, and especially when when it's you know showtime and stuff that's a whole different level of that as well so right. ring shape is definitely something that um it's a real thing ring shape. 
Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, I've heard interviews um, with wrestlers and stuff and they say, you know, there's in shape and then there's in ring shape and those are two completely different things, yeah. you know. So. <laughs> Definitely. Um, and I can't even tell you, I'm notorious for being um, covered in bruises because my body just, for one, it already bruises like a peach, but two, uh-huh. inserting you know, the wrestling ring, insert myself into the wrestling ring. And it just looks like, sometimes it looks rough. Um, It's gotten a lot better since I started. But when I first started, I just, not only was I getting blown up, but I was just looking like I was looking rough um, with bruises (laughs) all at my back from the ropes. I had, you know, bruises underneath my um, arms that looked like I had been grabbed because I was, you know, taking arm drags and hip tosses and all that over and over and over. Um, So my body has definitely... I want like almost shocked. It's definitely almost been shocked um, yeah. when it comes to the training side of it. And, you know, like I said, now things are better as far as the bruising and like my soreness and stuff. Like if um, when I first, after the first day of training, I woke up and I couldn't even lift my neck up because I was so sore. Oh, wow. Um, and I, I, I came out um, and I was just sitting there thinking, what, what am I doing? Like, is this, am I okay? Or am I just sore? Is this normal? Um, should I be concerned? Uh, which come to find out that is a normal feeling of yeah. being completely just murdered after, uh, after your first, your first go of the training. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, you hear that a lot that first day afterwards is when I, I mean, most people quit after that first day because they realized mm-hmm. oh this isn't for me you know and it's either you love it yeah. or you hate it kind of thing yeah I look back on it now and like I look back I had pictures of just my back and my um uh you know right above my like bum area mm-hmm. was just covered with a giant bruise and I like Ooh. I was like wow it feels super sore like you know this kind of feels like I have like a little bruise there so I look in the mirror I was like oh wow that <laughs> it's not little <laughs> no no um and you know of course it was during the summertime so um, oh no I was a bartender yeah and so I w- we could wear what we want so I was just wearing the same top and shorts and stuff and people are looking at me like you're are you right? good and I'm like I am great I'm great like yeah. you know I know like if it was a little you know cooler and stuff I would be I would cover it up but it is right. too hot to worry about that let me just tell you I'm good like I'm trying something crazy believe it or not I'm trying to wrestle that's yeah. funny I, I I can only imagine the the looks that you were getting and the amount of people that were like is everything all right you know <laughs> I can just picture oh, yeah that. And especially like when I would go like work out like with one of the guys or something like uh-huh. the, like <laughs> would he get dirty looks look of, like they wanted to like mouth like are you okay yeah you know <laughs> yeah um and it's one of those things like I'm just like I don't even know how to like do I just yell like I am okay <laughs> like you know <laughs> Just get the t-shirt. I, I, I'm cool. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> I pinky swear. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, I imagine, like I said, I imagine the guy that you were going to the gym with was probably getting all kinds of dirty looks. I'm like, oh, look at that dude. And look at the bruises on her, you know? Uh, so have to probably oh, apologize yeah. to them. Like I'm so sorry. Friends. Yeah. Yeah, even my male friends, you know, like just hanging out and whatnot, um, whether like out in public somewhere, whether it was a bar, whether it was in the store, like whatever it was, the water park, you know, like <laughs> they're yeah. just kind of giving like that unsure, that unsure look of if you need help, <laughs> blink twice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't, I, I'm not going to explain to random strangers, like, you know, that I'm just crazy and getting thrown around um, consensually in my free time. well i mean there it's something that i hear all the time with wrestlers that i brought on here they say things like man i got knocked out in that match or you know man they beat the mess out of me (laughs) and then the next word out of their mouth was it was great you know so it's definitely a special type of person (laughs) oh absolutely we're all you know a little a little cuckoo if you ask me but who isn't we just find a way to you know have fun with it exactly you found an outlet that works for you and that's what is the best part about it yes absolutely so who would you say is one of your favorite people to wrestle 
Um, I would say uh, Kelsey Magnolia. We we um, have had a lot of matches and stuff, and it, it's kind of cool to see the progression that um, we, you know, how far we've come. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, looking back at, you know, our first match against each other versus our most recent matches at Big State. It, it just being able to feel and see that growth and um, whatnot is just something that is really, is really unique, um, unique to each of us as um, individual wrestlers. So right. um, it's kind of a nice, I don't know, like I said, it, just unique. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. No, it's I, I awesome mean, to be able to see that growth with, within each other. Is Kelsey pretty, um, uh, pretty new in wrestling as well. Yeah, I want to say that she has like a year on me. Okay, give or take. I'm not 100 sure. Um, I know she's told me before, but my memory is terrible. So um, <laughs> well, you've been bumped around a little bit, so yeah. you know, it makes sense. So <laughs> yeah, and I don't think that's helping at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, the re- why, what I was getting at is, you know, it, it's nice to have somebody who is kind of uh, you can experiment in the ring with them because you have had quite a few matches with her so you both get to hone your craft working together you know yeah, yeah it, it's definitely important to have those people you're like hey let's try this tonight i think this might be kind of cool absolutely and it's not only like um like trying new things but just knowing like okay well this didn't work last time um let's right. you know try this strategy versus that one and um we're trying to push each other and like push um our limits and like challenge ourselves um yeah. as far as you know the wrestling side of things and everything so that's kind of it's neat and it's it's nice being able to be comfortable um yes. in that sense right because it's not like that with everybody i've i've wrestled people um you know that you don't you just kind of don't have uh the a, ring like chemistry connection with their vibe or like yeah. yeah like there's no chemistry there so it makes it a challenge because now you're trying to figure out how to work with this person and, you know, do what you're here to do. Right. Yeah. That, that can make things difficult when there's no chemistry there. And, uh, you know, the thing is, is even sometimes as a, uh, spectator and stuff, you can kind of see that, you know, so it's nice whenever you're like, Mm -hmm. yeah, those two, they have chemistry in the ring. It makes for a nice way of telling the story. It flows well for, yeah, it flows well. Um, it makes you know it makes everyone it's great for everybody right i I know you said you didn't grow up watching wrestling and things like that but i know at as you're training and stuff they probably have you watch different matches and different people's matches um have you found a certain wrestler that you would probably say is one of your favorites to watch no (laughs) (laughs) um i i don't know there's so much like there's so um so much time and like um you know time frames and everything and different eras of the wrestling so it's kind of hard for me to just pinpoint one specifically um I have found that as like I enjoy the old school style a little bit more but that's just because it is very it's intriguing and it's fundamentally sound and mm-hmm. it just makes sense I got so, you um so you like the older uh, the eras stuff, of wrestling I'm, yes I get that you know I mean it was a lot more gritty back then. And, you know, they made it to where everybody believed it was real during that time. You know, there was no mm-hmm. um, right. smart fans at the time. So I, I can see that, that it's a lot of fun. I like going back and watching some of the older stuff too, mm-hmm. because it was real for them. Right. And, um, you know, that's the style that um, my trainer is showing us to keep, you know, keep it living on and everything like that. So it's kind of cool. It's, um, cool to hear like oh i haven't seen that move in so long that's so old school and i'm like yeah for sure like <laughs> um <I> just, <laughs> uh, that just comes from you know I'm, I'm like i said i'm still learning and figuring out um the whole the whole wrestling whole wrestling thing <laughs> right yeah no and uh, i mean it's awesome that you get to do this you know you get to discover all of these things because it, it excites me to hear that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so do you have any dream matches that you would like to have? A dream match. Um, I don't, I don't know. I just, I, I'm barely, you know, I want to say I have 
23 matches in. Um, okay. So right now I'm just, I'm looking to wrestle who I can to get that experience and whatnot. Right. Of course, I'm sure I'll have a dream match that comes up and pops into mind and I see somebody that, you know, has great experience or, um, you know, just a vast amount of knowledge that they can transfer onto me um, mm-hmm. through our match and stuff. Of course, that'll come someday. But as of now, um, I'm just enjoying every match that I get, every opportunity I get and whatnot, and um, hoping to grow each each opportunity and whatnot. Uh, so focusing on one specific individual I'd like to wrestle is not really um, a priority right now. Right. However, I'm not saying that it's not something that will come along the way. Right. No, I, I love that answer. You know, um, do you have any hobbies outside of wrestling that you like to do? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I do a variety of things because, you know, the comment, um, that my mom thought I was crazy. I'm just picking up a new, a new hobby uh, <laughs> yeah. for the first day. <laughs> right. Um, but one of the things that, uh, I guess people have um, enjoyed most is I paint. Mm-hmm. Um, I figured out I could paint like, I think it was like two years ago. I kind um, of watched some tutorials on YouTube and then I sat down and just put my brush to the canvas for about three hours and I pulled out this cool, like incredible landscape painting. And I was like, wow. That's cool. Huh. <laughs> I can I can kind of do that, um, which which that that's new. Um, so I did that for about consistently, probably for about six months, and then it it's one of those things that when I have time to do it, I do it. But um, because it takes a good chunk of time, it's kind of hard for me to um, you know set set that set that aside and everything. Um, but I've done I've done it all. I've crocheted. I um, you know worked with resin and stuff. Um, I'm, I've always been kind of crafty and everything like that. So it's just a matter of what my mind is entertained with in the moment. <laughs> it, well, you know, I, I think I kind of have that happen too. You know, I'll pick up a, a hobby or something like that and I'll do it for a little while and I'm like, mm, and I'll just lose interest in it. I, I, I guess mm-hmm. I could say I'm a little ADHD as well in that aspect of things uh you know i'll i'll do i'll collect something for a little while or you know i'll start mm-hmm. reading i'll be like oh i need to read these books you know and i'll get through maybe two of them you know right. so i mean uh-huh. yeah i, yeah, I totally no. get that 100 um it's just and i go full like i am full throttle like pedal to the metal i'm gonna do this i'm gonna figure it out yep and then once i get good at it i'm like hmm you lose interest yeah 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 no i totally get what do you do to prepare for a match is there a special ritual that maybe you do to get in in the mindset for your matches oh no i've always been against it i've always been against the superstitious or like the um i guess like ritualistic type side of um sports like i always had teammates that were like you know they have to do put their shoes on this way they put their left shoe on first and then um right. you know that goes into they eat a banana an hour and a half before whatever they're gonna do <laughs> yeah um but it just to me i you never know what's gonna happen you never know what to expect things change um so right. i feel that if i try to mentally set myself up um in a certain order or certain routine and something goes wrong there then now it's like okay am i thrown off because my routine's thrown off or do I just kind of do whatever it is I got to do before for the match and, um, and, you know, be able to adapt and be flexible with, um, however, whatever's thrown at me, um, that day. Yeah. All right. So I know there is a group that you hang out with quite a bit and I just want to ask you, um, will we see Judy <laughs> join the men with morals? Oh, I don't know. Um, right now they are, um, you know, they've got the puppet added, Yes. <laughs> uh, which I'm sure if, you know, you follow Bert Cameron on Facebook, um, uh-huh. you saw the video of him saying that like, <laughs> we have a new blue haired member yep, yep. <laughs> of, and the, you... of the Medal of Morals. And 
Yeah, no, it wasn't me. It was a puppet. So. It was a puppet, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, yeah, so I don't know. It's one of those things. You just have to wait and see. Um, well, so I actually... As far as I know, the, the blue-haired blue member is a puppet. <laughs> so I actually pulled up that video and showed it to uh, my family at dinner tonight. Um, we were all sitting at the dinner table and I was like, so they all knew who I was talking to tonight and my daughter is really excited and everybody knew who it was. So mm -hmm. I showed them that video and, uh, my wife was like, did she join them? I was like, just keep watching. Just, just keep watching. You know? <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it's, I'm enjoying these. They're very creative and they're so much fun to watch, especially the one today, which I did want to talk to you about the one that came out today. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That one yes. cracked me up um, yeah. so much. Yeah, that definitely was a fun one. <laughs> I, I, I noticed there at the beginning, you were trying to hold it together. And uh, you just <laughs> oh couldn't. My God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that's why my face is covered a majority of the time. Yeah. Um, I I was just, I, I lost it. And uh, Bert even asked me before, he's like, are you going to be able to hold it, hold it together for this? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Um, I'm notorious for laughing. Uh, and once I get, you know, in that mindset of, oh, this is funny, it's kind of hard to stop. Right. <laughs> stop that. Yeah. So um, that was, you know, when he spits out the um, the white powder and. Uh, <laughs> that was funny. And he's like, it's Coke. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes. I'm just, I, I lost it there. I couldn't keep it together anymore. If you you watch it back i just look at it and i just i i lose it i'm like yeah. okay that's it yeah. that's that's the one it, it definitely made me pop and i had to I, I ended up sharing it to the podcast page so anybody who's listening to this go back and awesome. watch that video because it is hilarious I, I don't know who is coming up with these ideas for the videos but they are great <laughs> oh oh yeah that's Bert. he's having yeah he's, he's having, having fun time. isn't he um, <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah that puppet is something um when he uh when he pulled it out or when he when he got it i i just i already knew what was to come just the chaos that was going to follow behind it right Fun chaos of course but you know it's, for sure it's something that nobody knew the men with morals needed <laughs> well they've got a mascot now <laughs> yeah and um he's heel so that's okay fun. Okay. Um, so did, did they come up with a name yet? Um, there was one that's been thrown around, um, but it's not for sure yet. So I don't want to say that. Yes, that is the name. Um, okay. Because I don't remember if they, if they announced it or not, they agreed to it yeah. or not. Yeah. So I'm just gonna, you know, just to be continued that. Just keep waiting, and we're going to find out what this little blue-haired guy's named, who is, uh, you know, living life high on Red Bull. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, my wife saw that, and she was like, you're going to have to ask her, what goes good with Red Bull? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, yeah. That, uh, when, he, when the idea came out, I was like, oh, this, is, this is fantastic. <laughs> this is, oh, yeah. This is definitely something. Yeah, definitely something. It, it does seem like you guys all have a lot of fun together. You know, I see the PXW stuff that you guys post and uh, it, it just as a group in general, the, the men with moral stuff that I see all of it, it seems like everybody is enjoying what they're doing. And so it, it's, it's refreshing to see that. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, it's a great time. Um, it, like I said, it's something that nobody knew that was needed. It's, it's fantastic. Right. It's unique. It's, um hilarious and it's different for yes, sure it is so what would you say is probably one of your favorite fan interactions that you've had so far um i would say it's the kids that are like the the kids from mid-states honestly because i've seen them so many times and mm -hmm. their reaction is just over the moon when they see me which makes it hard again to be healed right but, <laughs> um, it's just like going back to you know the kiddos and their face like faces lighting up and everything and the you know the, the kids just saying like oh my god you're so cool like your hair is awesome and it's just <laughs> it's refreshing to know that they're seeing somebody that's out of the ordinary and like it's in the back of their head now planted 
planted the seed of um, self-expression. So, yeah. Well, it, it's it's nice for them to know that you can express yourself in many different ways, you know. So I I, I do like that. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things I uh, I do like about uh, your character and everything that I saw. You know, it is it, you're expressing yourself in a way that you don't always see people do, and it's very nice and refreshing to see that. Right. Yes. No. Absolutely. Um. And you know, being in the wrestling world, it definitely makes makes you just feel welcome and stuff there's such a variety um involved in this business and everything like that so the way i like to put it is you know being on little island of misfit toys you know we all come from different backgrounds and everything we all do different day-to-day jobs um but we have one common ground and that's you know wrestling and that's it's our outlet for all of us um it's our alternate realities that we can be a persona um for and just run with it yeah and it's accepted yeah i mean you guys get to um escape your reality and become somebody bigger than life you know and uh i can see that Mm -hmm. as being therapeutic in a way Mm -hmm. oh absolutely 100 percent. because we all need that outlet and not all of us know what that is yet but um as soon as i as soon as you know i went to that harrington kansas show um, the first, you know, live, mind you, that was the first live wrestling show I'd ever been to. Okay. Um, and, uh, it was just, I just had this gut feeling of this is where I need to be. Um, one of my good friends, you know, I told him that I was going to a wrestling show and whatnot. And this was before I even thought about being a wrestler. He looked at me, he goes, you should be a wrestler. And like that kind of like, <laughs> I sat there and I thought about it and I was like, huh. I don't know. Let's see how this goes. And then yeah. I came back and I was like, I'm starting training Tuesday. And he was like, Yeah, I told you, you know. <laughs> so looking back at that, I always tell him, like, I'm so grateful for you. You know, you believed in me before anybody even right. considered, you know, it being a possibility or anything like that. You know, I got a lot of random like feedback when I told people I like was doing this like wrestling thing they thought i was crazy they're like are you sure you're gonna get hurt yeah what about you know what about long-term like longevity of your body and this that and everything every concern was coming out and i was like look i am going to hurt myself regardless of what i do in life guarantee um (laughs) so if i want to do it this way then let me do that as far as you know if i want if i want to do something to where my body is a concern or whatever for other people, mm-hmm. then at least I'm enjoying it. Um, right. but in all reality, you know, the goal for everyone is to work safely together. Um, so I try to, you know, reassure, especially my family that look, I am okay. The bruises on me are not from, you know, an angry person. Um, <laughs> they're, you know, it's, it's all good fun and I'm enjoying this and it's, it's, uh, something you know that is making it's not going anywhere it it seems to make you happy that's that's what matters is is it making you happy yes yeah yes and that's one thing that you know like like i don't know how to explain it i don't know how to make it like you know in the language of normal people (laughs) but (laughs) this is something that uh i never foresaw coming and i tried it i fell in love with it and i don't plan on stopping unless you know, my wheels fall off and I don't plan on my wheels falling off anytime soon. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I, I, I'm glad to hear that. So is there anything coming up that maybe you're excited about? Oh yeah. Um, I am in Salina, Kansas wrestling this weekend, which Salina um, is the closest thing I have to hometown here in the Midwest. Um, I'm from California, like um, I said earlier. So I, lived in Salina on and off for about five years so I know I know people there um and I finally one of my goals with wrestling was to get on that show um for XWE and um you know I talked to the promoter and stuff and explained to him like look I could probably get you some you know decent tickets and whatnot Uh um and it'd be something that I haven't been able to wrestle in front of anybody that you know I love um or like that I know you know as like friends and stuff um so this is the closest, the closest thing to a hometown show that I would get yeah. anytime soon. 
you know, I'm not saying that I can't go back to California and have a show there that's like near my hometown. That's not the case at all. However, right now, realistically, this is my big, you know, my big, my big deal that's right. close to home in yeah. my heart. Um, that's awesome. So that's coming up this weekend and I'm super stoked about it. And yeah, kind of nervous though, because I've, I've never wrestled in front of anybody. So um, <laughs> outside of the wrestling, you know, group. So that's, but there's that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be an awesome show. I, I'm sure that you're going to do great and uh, they'll all be glad to see you there then. Yeah. But you know, excitement and nerves go hand in hand. So um, I've always worked best under pressure. So hopefully it's one of, it's a great, it's a great time and a great show. And um, me and Miguel and Morgan can pull out, you know, yeah. that's entertaining for everybody. For sure. For sure. So do you have any goals that maybe you've set uh, for this next year? I mean, just getting as much experience as I can. Um, like I said, I'm fairly new into the business and everything. So this year, my focus is experience and getting, you know, um, my matches, my match mm-hmm. count um, as booked, as cool and booked as I can, as I can make it. Um, so this is something that I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. It's something that I want to pursue for longevity. Mm-hmm. and Right now, I'm just going to continue hitting the ground running and running towards, you know, running towards the top of whatever that may be. Yeah. Whatever it is in the wrestling world, you know? Awesome. Yeah. No, it sounds good. So if people want to follow you online, how can they do that? Uh, my Facebook page is my primary um, form of social media. Mm-hmm. As Judy Fool, you just go there um you can follow you can like it i have my instagram which um, i'm slowly building up as well and right now that's that's where my social media is kind of capped at but uh i'm definitely a fan of social media and whatnot so um i'm hoping to continue creating a foundation um to get more exposure and whatnot uh to the whole world the wrestling world the fan world all the above (laughs) all right and is there any last things that maybe you want to say to your fans directly i just want to say i appreciate y'all for believing in me and um you know um showing up and if you're not showing up then you know just being there whether it's virtually all support you know is appreciated and whatnot I really am grateful for everyone that is following me on this journey and, um, you know, putting, putting some hope in me as a new wrestler, uh, following a dream that, you know, I didn't know I had. Yeah. All right. Well, Judy, it has been wonderful talking to you tonight. I am glad that I was able to get you on here and I can't wait to see what happens next for you. I am looking forward to the future for you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you giving me the time and, um, you know, trusting me to come on to your podcast and chit chat with you for a little bit. For sure. And uh, maybe we can get you back on here uh, in the future as well. Hey, like I said, I'm in it for the long haul, so I'll be around. All right. You have a good night. Thank you. You as well. We are talking with words and we are checking out every movie, every book, every video game, every TV show that we can get our hands on. Welcome back to Talking With Words. Sorry about your eardrums. You're here with Rob. Sally. Cameron. Ryan. And David. Man, that fucking delay kills it, doesn't it? <laughs> it's going to be fun in the edit room. You should let right. him go first. So how well do you know your favorite movie? How much hate do you have for your most hated movie? Because we can definitely help with that. I'll Bathroom buy you a drink. <laughs> you don't have to flirt. So tonight we're going to watch <laughs> Memento. Hey, we're going to watch Nope. And we're going to watch the new Thor movie. You know this is also called the Big Salad? Maybe she had ribs like Matt Houston. They're just made of jelly. I was thinking the same. You're so fragile. <laughs> you touch them and they just snap. Uh, Russell Crowe, when he comes down to address Thor, his little stop and pause, and he lifts his like little his skirt. His skirt up and walks down. Yeah, he prances down the oh, stairs. It was, it was so he good. He has not aged well. Come nerd out with us and talking with words anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Yow! Charlie, take it away. Are we recording? It took me 10 years to make the perfect man cave. And then we took it over. 
and we made it into the multiversal chamber. Then I started my own podcast. And we took that over too. And we're the co-hosts, the Multiverse Kids. Yeah, and I'm the dad, the geeky dad. And every week, we what? We review the movies, shows, and books. Games and toys. Yeah, and sometimes we even have a special guest. So, join us every week on the Geeky Dad Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is the Showcase Alex Royal, brand new host of When This Microphone Hits My Mouth, You, well, you get the idea. We're going to be bringing you guys new episodes every single week, keeping the same popular style format that we had on What Can You Offer, my other podcast with John Cross. Be sure to check that one out because every once in a while you might see another special episode and you never know, John might cameo on this one every once in a while. But we're going to bring you unique perspectives on all things Oklahoma wrestling, pop culture, entertainment, podcast, and really, honestly, just anything that pops up. We're just going to have a free-for-all, have conversations, have guests, and have a grand old time. So be sure to check us out every single week. The goal is to have a new episode drop every single Friday. So you, yourself, your friends, and everybody else listening to this right here can check us out. Be sure to check back. All right, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed that episode with Judy Azul. She was a lot of fun to talk with. I enjoyed getting to discuss the things that she's went through with uh, wrestling so far, and I can't wait to see what happens next with her. Uh, Hopefully I'll get to see her wrestle again here really soon. Uh, Like I said, I've only got to see her once in person, and uh, I really enjoyed it. She is one of my daughter's favorites, so hopefully we'll be able to see her again in the near future. So as you're listening to this, um, it is Thursday, and I have another episode that will be coming out on the following Monday, and that will be with one that's kind of special uh, to me, and it's uh, with my beginning band director. He was also my seventh grade band director, and that is George Pekorski. Um, I've recorded that one already, and I'm very excited for you guys to hear that episode. Um, he He's a great guy. He has a lot of stories. We talk a lot about music. So for all of my people who were in band or who have kids that are getting into band, um, this episode will be a good one for you to listen to. I think you'll really enjoy it. So yeah, make sure that you do tune in next week to hear that one. And then I have a very special episode after that. The George Pekorski episode will be my last episode before the anniversary of when I started this show. I will officially be doing this a year on the episode after that. So I have somebody very special um, coming on the show. And it's a little different than what I've had in the past, but... I've always want to expand and do new types of guests on the show. You guys have heard me talk about this. I went to Comic-Con recently. And you also know, if you've listened to some of the other episodes, I've kind of been dropping little hints and stuff about what might be. You've heard me talk about, uh, you know, it's somebody from one of my son's favorite TV shows. As you know, my kids both like anime. I'm a big anime fan myself. Um, So... The guy that I'm going to be having on is actually, he's known as the guy that everybody knows his voice because he's been in just about every major anime uh, that has to do with Funimation, and that is uh, J. Michael Tatum. He is voice actor for Full Metal Alchemist. He was on um, Black Butler. He was in um, My Hero Academia. He plays Tenya Ida. On there, he plays Scar on Full Metal Alchemist. He plays Sebastian in Black Butler. He's done all kinds of people. Uh, that's not even skimming the surface of the voice acting that he has done. And I'm very excited for that to be my one-year anniversary show because I feel that is a a pinnacle moment for me. I'm reaching people that I never thought I was going to be able to get on the show, and I'll kind of get into it a little more. But the funny thing was, is I just reached. I, you know, I went to the Comic-Con and I was wearing my uh, podcast shirt. You heard me talk about 
talking with JBL and stuff like that. So there was lots of people that were talking to me about my t-shirt. Well, he was one of the ones that did it. And as I was done talking to him, I was about to leave. I said, hey, maybe one day I'll be big enough to get you on my show. And he said, okay, why not? And so he gave me the contact information I needed to get him on the show. So I am very excited. My one-year anniversary show will have uh, J. Michael Tatum, the amazing voice actor. He has done video games. He's done movies. He's even been in Pokemon. So this is really cool. It's going to be an awesome moment. And uh, I can't wait to have him on the show. So if you guys want to follow me online, you can do so by going to any of the social media websites. And I'm probably on there. I try to get myself out there as much as possible. I'm on Facebook, and you can find me at I-Y-G-A-D-A-P. It's the acronym for if you give a dad a podcast, or as I like to say, I get app. Um, You can also find me on Instagram, and that is give a dad a podcast. You can find me on Hive, and you can find me on Twitter, and those are both at dadpodcast11. I'm also on Snapchat. I try to update it pretty regularly, and then I'm also on TikTok. I'm not really doing that much with TikTok. Um, kind of want to get more of a setup. I've got some changes that will be coming to my little studio that I'm in right now. Here pretty soon, trying to make it more um, friendly when it comes to having guests in person. I'm going to try to start having more guests in person. I've been talking with the guys at Diamond State, and I'm going to try to get some of them to come over here and maybe record with me in person. You know, just different things like that. Have fun with this. I want this to be a place where people can come and listen and have a great time and just enjoy hanging out because, you know, what I like to do here is just have a great conversation. So I will be having that happen, and maybe I'll be able to get some more stuff up on the TikTok. So in a roundabout way, I'm just saying things are coming. Just hold on. But if you do want to follow me on TikTok or you want to follow me on Snapchat, those are both at iGadap as well. So look me up on there. If you guys want to send me an email, you can do so by going to giveadatapodcast at gmail.com. Send me a line on there. Tell me what you think. Tell me if you have a question for any of my guests that are coming up. I have that big guest coming up. So yeah, send me a line. Let me know if there's something you'd like me to ask any of these people. I love talking to you guys. I love hearing from you guys. And I want to know what you guys want to hear. I thank you for everything I thank you guys for being supportive listeners and coming back every week. I am seeing more and more people every week come and listen to the show, and I do appreciate all of you who are here to listen to it. I had somebody recently post on their Facebook that I'm one of their favorite podcasts to listen to now, and that really made my day to uh, hear them say that. So thank you for that. If you're listening to this, keep listening, and I love you guys. I want to give a shout out to my podcast network, the OIW Podcast Network. They have all kinds of stuff that you can listen to on there, um, from wrestling podcasts to retro video game podcasts. They have just about anything and everything that you could want to listen to on there. So go and look them up. I'll have links to them in my show notes to where you can find all of the shows that are part of the OIW Podcast Network. If you guys would, can you go out there and please rate and review these episodes that I'm posting out there? Let me know what you think. Tell me whether you like them. Tell me whether you don't. Go to Spotify and rate it. At the top, it says rate, and you can give it a one to a five-star rating. Tell me what you think of it. Go on iTunes. Leave a review or comment or something. If you're listening on Podbean, you know, go and like it or leave a comment or something. I've been seeing comments more and more here lately, and I really do like seeing that. So go out there and tell me what you think about this episode. Tell me if you like what I'm doing. I also want to give a shout-out to D-Cure. He is the guy who does the ending theme song for this show. He wrote this one special for me, and I am very, very thankful for him. Guy is awesome. He's always coming out with great music, and I can't wait to talk with him again. But if you like the way my ending theme song sounds, go out there and listen to his music as well. I will have his stuff in my uh, show notes as well. So just go out there and look at that. I do have merch. I've got more merch coming. The links are in my show notes for it. Uh, they're also on the social media pages. So go out there and get you some merch. That way you can support some If You Give a Dad podcast stuff. That way you can get the word out there for it. I love you guys. I hope that you have a wonderful week, and I will see you next time. Bye.
podcast on He calls us beautiful people Then tells us who we have on The best part of my day The world blocked out in my pods Tell my friends all about it So that they follow along And the host is kinda nerdy But guess what I am as well I don't feel so alone And I began walking out of my shell Heard a story I need a connection I haven't felt I'll be looking for the next one Tell then farewell It's the podcast for me Have it on better go see this podcast is part of the oiw podcasting network